Hey everyone, welcome to Cultivate and Keep Podcast. It's Corey and Jeremy. What's happening? Yo, yo. Nothing much, man. Chilling. Chilling. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah, at this point, we are. Oh, you know what? Uh, when we recorded the last episode, yeah. that was off on timing. But at this point, when we're recording, we're about six weeks into quarantine. So when this one comes out, mm-hmm. what, 10 weeks? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully when this comes out, Corey, we're back to like <laughs> somewhat free. normal. That'd be cool. I really would. I would. I, I don't know. I've been we hearing mixed yeah, reviews. Let's not go into that. Cause I even, dude, I, I saw one right before I left and it was like, uh, analysts, um, uh, are now saying that like there could be some sort of social distancing required through 2022. And I was like, yeah, there's what, what I've been hearing most is, um, until they develop a vaccine that's like tested and, and like good to go for the public, like yeah. there's going to be some form of like social social distancing like measures. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. You know what it is? This whole thing is a wake up call to how disgusting human beings are. Most people, I mean myself included, sometimes. But I'm like, literally, we wouldn't have this issue if we all washed our hands. We weren't all over each other. We didn't cough on our hands. Yeah, it, it is weird to think about. People. I've been thinking a lot about like how little. I think of this kind of stuff of like, you know, washing your hands right. and like being mindful of your cough. Like, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not like a slob in that way, but like, I don't, you know, when I go through a grocery store, like I don't think about that kind of stuff. I just do my thing and get out. And I, it's like now, like everywhere I go, I'm like very much aware of those things. And so yeah. it is, it is a wake up call. Like I think we're all going to be a bit more like just aware of like what we're touching and what we're, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, I personally, my, my, uh, here's my, my guess. So it's April 14th right now. I think it's going to get extended to a degree through May for sure. And then I think after that, they're going to have to get people back Back out just for the economy. But what I hope they do is that they, instead of like handing out fines and telling people to go back indoors, that they tell people to wash their hands, Mm -hmm. wear a mask, wear gloves, even look, I'd be fine putting on gloves and a mask if I was, allowed to go out to a coffee shop again, yeah. you know, or like if there was, if businesses were required to clean up every area that a customer was before the next customer sits there or, or touches something like, let's just get cleaner. We don't have to keep everything shut down and stay indoors forever. You know? Yeah. I'm really hoping by like June 1st, um, somewhat back to normal. I mean, it'd be great to be like back how it was, but that's not going to happen. I don't think. And so in my mind, I'm telling myself June 1st, like, you know, maybe hopefully we can be working again. You know, that's like yeah. what I'm going here's, for. here's the thing too. At the end of the day, the government as a whole doesn't honestly, does not care that much about people's lives. People die all the time, which is like, this is really bleak and I apologize for the bluntness, but what they're thinking about and really where the bottleneck is, is the healthcare system and infrastructure and the capacity of hospitals and of healthcare workers and the whole reason why we've been shut down is because the rate was increasing so much that hospitals are being uh, overrun, they don't have the capacity. Uh, and then that's really where it gets scary because then you have people uh, getting violent. You know, you have hospitals that are completely over capacity. It's out yeah. of control at that point. So if we can keep things controlled and then keep going outdoors cleaner, that's great with me. I think that's what we should push towards, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen uh, anytime before june really yeah all right well that's my two cents for this whole coronavirus thing clean segue okay um segue is i mean the timing of this whole thing has just been crazy (laughs) nice (laughs) 
Whoa, I'm impressed. I mean, yeah, for you, I'm extremely Thanks. impressed. It was so. still was not smooth at all, but no, I tried I'll, my best. I'll take that, man. Cool. 10 That's out of 10, Corey. I'm, I'm improving, right? Yeah. I mean, well, finish it through. I mean, don't just stop right there. You know? I mean, the time is crazy. I mean, and just think about, I have no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. You're done. You're done. Stop me there. Take over. No, you just, your topic, Corey, you're, you're, you're jumping us in, man. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about God's timing. One, it's a little bit um, roundabout kind of how I got here, but I think it also is really applicable. Uh, we can talk about, you know, some of the uh, ways, especially right now with coronavirus, we'll get to that. I'm sure everyone's a little bit tired of hearing about it. So we're not going to spend all of our time talking about that. But um, here's the thing. Here, here's kind of how this started. I don't know why, but for some reason uh, on Easter, which by the way, I don't know about you, but it did not feel like Easter to me. I had a really hard time yeah. kind of, uh, it, it just felt really strange. Well, did you guys do anything like special at the house or? We went to Monique's parents' house and we watched the service there with them online. And then we put out eggs around the yard and then we had the youngest two siblings who are not that young. They're 14 and 16. Um, <laughs> go out and find the eggs, which is actually really fun. That's funny. But uh, yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. Ask me about mine. Uh, how was your, what'd you guys do for your Easter? Thanks, man. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Thanks, man. I just thought um, you would start talking. So I, was, no, I wanted to ask to take, to take interest in my right. life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So ask again. Um, what did you guys do for Easter? Yeah, dude. So we um, we bought a lot of food and like we like planned it. Like Connie wanted to like do like a nice because we have you know myself, Connie, and we have uh, two roommates in our home, and so we wanted to like you know do something fun and kind of like create the family atmosphere. So yeah. we decided to stay home. My family was getting together, but we decided to be home. And uh, so oh, we, so just like the people who yeah, live here, just like Lebon household, Hudson Drive, like just just the clan, yeah. you know, and. Um, yeah, so we made uh, ribs, we made mashed potatoes, uh, pasta salad, deviled eggs, uh, uh, peach cobbler. We had like a full on no, Brussels Dang. sprouts. We had like way too much food, <laughs> but we like, it was fun because like we started cooking around like noon or whatever, and it, I think at five we ate. So it was like a whole day of like cooking and snacking. So it was fun. We all like bonded and like, hung out. Um, good family day. So yeah, it's nice. It was different for sure, but like yeah. You know, we watched the service. We had like a slow morning, had donuts, and then did all that. We so. played some Catan. You did. I've seen you We've guys been, been Catanning it up. a lot of Catan. I've also been getting into Phase 10. Phase 10. I keep hearing. Yeah, it's an older game. It's an old game, yeah. I don't think I've it's ever fun. played it, though. It's fun because it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's a card game. Um, it doesn't go It doesn't go on like for hours like, like Catan can, but it's, it's fun. So. That's cool. Um, so, anyway, Sorry, back to um, yeah, yeah, yeah. what really matters. Uh, randomly... During the Easter service, I think I was just thinking about, you know, uh, Easter is all about Jesus' resurrection and his crucifixion and um, just Jesus' time in life. And, um, you know, I think, it, like, you know what it was? It was uh, Dave Hoffman, you know, gave the service and he was talking about, or he at least, you know, introduced it. And then he also gave his testimony, which was cool. But he talked about how Jesus was here on the earth and, you know, when he was crucified, it was almost 2000 years ago. And I was just like, that is so weird. Like 2000 years ago, how trippy. And I was just thinking about how, like, what if, uh, I've always thought like, you know, what if we lived in that time and how weird, weird would that be? Like, and how interesting it is that we live in this time. But then I kind of had the reverse thought of like, how weird it be, would it be? And like, what would it be like if, uh, Jesus lived now in like 2020 and if he was crucified, you know, in, 20, 20, uh, 2033, you know, whatever the year is. Um, and I was just trying to think about how, like, 
it wouldn't work or like it, it, it wouldn't be right. And how it was very intentional the way that God set things up. And when he did send Jesus down to earth, like that was God's timing. And it just, I, then I started going down this whole rabbit hole. I, to be honest, I was a little bit distracted during the message, just kind of like thinking about all this whole thing. But this, that's a really deep rabbit hole thing about like God's timing, orchestrating, you know, man's journey and, uh, then Jesus. And now, you know, the second coming eventually, but you know, we're 2000 years later and just how weird it would be, uh, you know, if Jesus was living here now, um, and how it was intentional that God sent Jesus when he did at that time in history. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a crazy thought. It's funny how, uh, I was, I was curious how you thought of this topic, but it's funny how like during Dave's message, like that's where your head was like going down <laughs> this rabbit hole. I don't think that's bad. I think it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never thought about that. I never thought about, like I, I've definitely given thought to like what happened. What if I was like born in like the medieval times, whatever, like, um, when I was younger, I like wanted that to happen, you know, cause I was always nice with the sword. Um, <laughs> but now I'm like, no, heck no, dude. I love like my time of, you know, where the, where the world's at today. Yeah, like very happy, but I never thought about what if like Jesus came now, you know, so yeah. that, that's a weird thought. Um, I don't think I know what, how to respond, you know, cause I haven't really thought about it, but it's, it's interesting. So, so here's my thought process. And then there's a lot of other angles to this whole kind of theme of God's timing, but I think, and from kind of what, what I've read really briefly, I think that it was probably um, the earliest that Jesus could come. Like God didn't, God wasn't late. Like he didn't wait around for a while and then send Jesus. Like I think that that was the earliest time in the history of man on this world that God could have sent Jesus. And then like as soon as literally like that second was when, uh, you know, Mary conceived Jesus and that, uh, and then God knew, you know, sort of this whole plan was going to come into motion. Um, but because, but also, you know, I've never really thought about like, why it wasn't, um, why didn't Jesus come earlier in history and why not later? Um, but I think it was also like, and this is actually a little, probably like the easier kind of part of the equation, but definitely it was the earliest Jesus could have come because there had to have been a lot of prophetic and historical Mm -hmm. events that had to happen before he was born. Um, And so you think about, right, even like the lineage and genealogy of Jesus and his ancestry, there had to have been people born and they had to have sons and then those sons had to have sons, um, eventually leading to Jesus, right? Uh, The line of David. You had to have um, world events with different uh, leaders and kings, empires that have gone through, fallen, come up, risen again, certain political environments, right? For Jesus, even to be crucified. That was one of the really trippy things I thought about was like in 2020, would Jesus have been crucified? Like probably not. I don't, I mean, we don't crucify people today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe even earlier than that, crucifixion wasn't as common of a thing. In fact, I feel like I've read somewhere that crucifixion wasn't like a, uh, it only happened for like a couple hundred years span time in history. Mm-hmm. So it had to, had to have been somewhere within that kind of um, span there. Um, but then also think about technology and not to like nerd out because I'm a tech guy, but think about like um, innovations in like paper and in electricity. And then now, you know, obviously we have things like the internet and we have all sorts of, you know, global connectiveness, but think about like Jesus and his message and, spreading the gospel and how people would receive that today. If he was here, 
and then 2000 years later, like, let's think about like, okay, we live actually in skill belt trippy here, but, uh, we live in 4020, not 2020. And we're looking back as if Jesus were here today and people are like taking snapshots of Jesus doing miracles. And maybe it would have been like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Or like that was doctored or someone made it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas today we look at these ancient texts and, uh, testimonies and historical records. And, you know, we take it as the truth mm-hmm. because, you know, this was a historical thing that some, you know, there's some historian or some sort of record keeper for a kingdom that wrote down that Jesus was here and that he was crucified. Mm-hmm. And so we see that as history whereas someone else might see it as propaganda or, you know, there's still a lot of people yeah. that see it that way. But, um, anyways, it got me thinking like one that it was, it was the earliest that Jesus could, could have come. Um, but also it was like the latest that God would want Jesus to come because any later, maybe there would have been too many advancements with paper, electricity, civilization, again, not crucifying people. Um, so really God's timing was perfect in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like thinking about what would happen if he came now. I feel like it'd be treated like, I don't know, man, like people were talking about this guy, Jesus, whatever, like, I could totally see it being like a conspiracy thing or just like, I don't know, like it wouldn't, I don't, it's, it's a weird thought. It's super weird. I don't see it working. Like, you know, it's hard to say, yeah. but I think all that to say what you're communicating is like God's timing. Like it's different than what we expect, but it, it is perfect. And it is like the right, it is right. And it, it is good. Um, mm-hmm. so I want to talk about like other, like what are other ways, other examples of how God's timing like has played out perfectly. You know, I think just like for me and you to share like examples, like yeah. the easiest and like easiest way to re- relate and walk through it. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of also where uh, it took me was thinking about God's timing because you kind of hear that right with pastors and with people tell you like, Oh, God's timing is perfect. And you just have to wait on him, be patient or, yeah. you know, we don't understand again what's going on right now, but God's timing is perfect. And it doesn't really rain the, this, it doesn't really, uh, resonate the same way. I feel like now it's kind of given me a little bit more perspective, but one of the things that Monique and I talk about all the time is how if we were even like friends, but especially if we had dated in high school, how we would not be married today. Definitely. Um, and how it's crazy that even though we had like literally all the same mutual friends at Foothills that we were never friends. And then it wasn't until most of those friends left college. And then it was, uh, you know, me and you, Monique and, um, and a couple of other people that were just left here in San Diego. And then that's when we, we became friends. Right. And then that's when we were, that's also, we were ready today. We were out of high school and we were just kind of like, uh, mature enough to start that relationship. Um, so we talk about all the time how, I mean, that's for sure. God's timing hundred percent. Like we would not be together if I think God orchestrated that to some, cause I had no, for some reason I had no desire to be friends with her. It was just like, Oh, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. I honestly, I mean, I, I feel like, and I've told it, it's like, uh, I just had this attitude of like, I didn't want to waste my time on her in the sense that I knew that she wasn't in the right place. And I knew that she was struggling with a lot mm-hmm. of things. It wasn't that I didn't like her. Um, but I think it but I was. I feel like you had that ad, like, and knowing you, you were like, you were very much to yourself and like content in that. And like, it wasn't yeah. so much Monique. It was like, like anyone, like if you didn't think it was like the right time to, and you were like of the mindset of like, you're right. I'm going to marry. And so it's like, yeah, anyone you, you really, you really didn't give anyone any like <laughs> thought. You're kind of like, I'm doing me. I'm playing Skyrim and I'm happy. 
you know. <laughs> also very true. Um, but that's part of God's timing, right? It was God knew his timing for me and I was patient enough. Um, Monique, I think had to heart find that a little bit more like the hard way now that she was like not waiting, but that it was a little bit more roundabout. And then somehow when we were both 19, we became friends and then started dating and now we're married. Right. Yeah. But like we could not have orchestrated that at yeah. all. There's no way. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, that's my train of thought. Um, um, I think I think thinking about like, God's timing is interesting because because we're young right now, like it's we haven't seen this play out a whole lot, and right. so it's like I think for us, like in our and people that you know, if you're around our age and you listen to this, like it's probably hard for you to like think about God's timing, what that means for you, and what that looks like. For me, it is, and I think if we have, you know if I was asking you know Dave Hoffman right or someone you know a little more seasoned, um, they'd ha- they'd have a lot more to say about it, a lot more mm-hmm. actual examples. But you know, I, I do have some I've thought through. Um, I think, uh, you know, I thought of this today actually, which might seem like doesn't relate, but I do think actually this, what's going on right now, like in our, in our economy and like the virus, everything happening. Uh, I think for me personally, it's good timing, which is, sounds really weird at hmm. first. I thought, I thought at first it could not have been any like worse timing, yeah. but the more I've like thought it through, um, I'm actually a little bit thankful that I'm experiencing this right now. You know, one thing my dad and some other like mentors have always told me, like when it comes to business, they've all always said like, don't overextend yourself and like always keep ca- cash on hand. And I never like understood like why they were so like gun ho about that. Like I didn't, I never got it, I guess, you know? And yeah. um, now I totally understand. Like it just clicks. It makes so much sense to me. And so I'm really glad that I like learned that lesson right now versus 15, 20 years down the road, I have a lot more at, at stake. And so that's one thing for me that I think like, God's timing, like for me at least, and I, I'm sure for a lot of people, um, while this is like a really hard season, like if you look, take a step back, it's probably, um, I'm sure that it's, it's, a, it's the right season. It's the right timing, you know? Totally. I mean, I can't say yet, but I feel, I mean, I, I felt, I don't know if actually we've done an episode on this, but like God's favor has just been like super evident in mm-hmm. my own life. I think in your own life as well. But um, it has me even excited about a couple of things. Like maybe this is God's timing for us to maybe finally buy a house or like this is the opportunity for us. Even I've been thinking about like um, maybe this is the, a great time to start a business after this whole thing. And that's a that's been a desire in my heart for, you know, many years. Uh, not a ton, not super seasoned, but since I was 18, you know, and maybe like this having happened, is a great opportunity for yeah. me to finally kind of make that jumping off point. And uh, again, I, I wouldn't want to have just maybe quit my job and start a business. And then this happened, right? When I'm just trying to get off the ground, but maybe that this happens and then I can uh, start a business within the next year or so that it's perfect timing, yeah. you know? So I still have that, that to be seen, but even, I mean, one of the other things I think that's really, uh, that's really been like God's timing is, um, when I started at Cordial, because I remember, uh, I was planning on proposing to Monique. It was like January, 2018. Gosh, years are kind of blurring together a little bit now. 17, 17. Uh, yes. 17 is, is the year we graduated high school. College. Uh, college. Sorry, college yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So January, 2017. Um, I was super nervous because I was going to my last semester of college. Didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to work. I knew that her parents were going to ask me about what our plan was. And if we did want to get married, what I was going to do for work, um, ended up getting engaged the first week of February. So I just couldn't wait any longer. 
And then uh, it was it was that week that I was proposing um, that I ended up getting an interview with uh, with Cordial, and I got the internship two days before I <laughs> proposed. Um, and then that ended up becoming my full time job, and was what allowed me. I mean, like every penny that I made went to paying for the wedding yeah. and paying for you know setting up our lives together. Yeah. But like that couldn't have been more Better perfect timing. timing. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. Like the way it played out was super smooth. Like you know, right where it needed to be, and like right in, in its place. Just enough time, yeah. just enough money, just enough. Uh, like I mean, like the literal timing with getting a job with my last semester of college, graduating, going full time right after that, and then putting every penny into our wedding was mm-hmm. you know couldn't match that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah for me, another example is. Um, Right at the time before I left my previous job working um, for my dad at La Bonds, um, I was looking to buy a home. Like, I really wanted to buy a home. I was saving up. I was, like, preparing for that. And, like, right by a few, I would say about four months before I ended up leaving, um, I think I went to get, like, um, pre-approved for a loan. And it ended up, like, not coming, like, where I wanted it for the house that I was looking at or the houses I was looking at kind of within my range. And I remember feeling, like, disappointed, let down. I think we talked about it. Um, fast forward, like four months later, we ended up, I ended up leaving the bonds and buying a, a, a business that I took over and like thinking of, thinking of that, like right now, like I wouldn't have been able to do, have that opportunity to, to get my foot in the door to a new industry if I would have invested my money in a house, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't have worked that way for me. And so I'm just grateful for the way that that one worked out. And then just take the timing of how like that transition developed. Right? I think, um, you know, I, I left the bonds, uh, got engaged and then like next week I bought the business and like started the business and then moved out and then six <laughs> months later four or five months later married and yeah. then last year we bought another business and it's like it's just funny how it's like all like and now you just bought a home. right into it. yeah now we have the home yeah so it's just funny how it's like come it's really all dude as I'm talking about it, it makes more sense but it's just weird how it's like fallen into place you know yeah and um it's funny because like I think this is a good exercise to do, like to look back, like, well, how has God's timing worked in your life? Because when you talk about the events, and like, as I'm talking it through with you, like, it kind of clicks. Like, I, I understand, like, more. Oh yeah, like this, God's hand really was over this like phase, you know, and and He will continue to be over, you know. Yeah, and I mean, think about it too. Like it, in the moment, you don't you understand or you can't really see the bigger picture. You don't know what's going to yeah. happen, right? So, but looking back on it, it seems obvious. It seems clear how God's working in your life and what things he's orchestrating for you, how the timing all works out. Um, so it's hard, right? But you, you do have to trust the process and be patient mm-hmm. and understand that God's timing is perfect for you. Um, so, it, yeah, but while, I mean, while it is like perfect, I don't even want to use the word perfect. Like it, it's right. It's like what it should be is right. like the right words, but it doesn't seem that way. A lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. like looking back at what I just explained, like, you know, when I want to buy the house and I had that meeting with the, um, with the lender and it, you know, it didn't, uh, the broker or whatever, and didn't get it approved or whatever. I remember feeling like, like, darn it, like this sucks. Like this is the answer I did not want to hear, but like step, you know, you fast forward six months later, or whatever, and like see what happened instead, you know? And so I think part of it is like perspective, like taking, you know, taking a step back and maybe ask other people's feedback. Um, but also part of it is like when you're in it, like you're in the middle of like the process, like it's going to be really hard to see it as being the right timing, you know, but yeah. once things kind of go full, full circle, that's when, you know, you can see it, the whole picture. Well, and one of the things too is like m- most of the time, uh, God's timing is not your timing yeah. and it's not the way that you think things are going to play out or the way that you planned things. Um, 
even so okay well, i'll end with this one of the books i'm reading right now is um called the ruthless elimination of hurry uh and it's super good john mark comer but he shares a story that it's just you like finished yet Corey? he's been like a week and a half dude <laughs> no going through like two weeks now friends. actually shoot uh it's been three weeks actually dang but um he shares a story that's just like baffling to me and I don't know why I haven't thought about it before, but I think it's a perfect example of God's timing because, um, the whole book is about kind of like slowing down and how God wants us to live an unhurried life and how hurry is the opposite of love and peace and a lot mm-hmm. of the joys of the spirit or the fruits of the spirit. And he shares a story of, um, Jesus when he gets word of his friend, like his close friend, Lazarus dying, and basically, like, the messenger is like, Jesus, you have to come right now. Otherwise, he's going to die. And, like, you need to run. And he's like, okay. And, like, starts walking and then, like, gets distracted and gets uh, interrupted. And Jesus constantly was being interrupted in his ministry wherever he was. People would just literally throw themselves at his feet. And so he, he starts ministering to someone. And then they're like, what the heck? Like, Lazarus is literally dying. And I forget what exactly t- he tells them. Cause I'm just thinking of this example right now, but, um, basically he's like, uh, he tells them like not to worry and kind of just like goes about his business again and is in no rush whatsoever. Lazarus dies and they're like, what the heck? Um, but Jesus knew all along that he was going to go and raise him from the dead and it was going to be a part of his ministry all along. Right. But Lazarus, I'm sure is like, dude, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> he let me die. His family is like, Jesus, what the, why aren't you at least even like in a hurry to get over mm-hmm. here? But Jesus knew his timing. He knew what was going on. And it definitely was not their timing. Yeah. That's funny. But it was just crazy. I never like, thought of that. But. Like Jesus was okay with being interrupted. He knew how things were going to play out. He just had to let them play out. Because yeah. he he was orchestrating things the timing that he wanted. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a lot of it. Like Jesus or, or God like letting things play out. You know, like because when you're the one that's being played out on, it's not like right. what we want. Like it, you're like, what's happening? Exactly. What's going on? Get but me I, out of here. Yeah. But I think, um, I don't, I think again, like thinking about, okay, when you're 50 years old, you're going to have a lot, lot of these stories to tell, you know, like, I think that's a, a thing to remember because right now like, we're in the middle of like what's being made and what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, I had one more example I wanted to share. Sure. I think it's a good one to think about. Um, but I, I, th- I think that well, I experienced it. Um, there was a season in my life where God, or there has been seasons where God has brought in, um, like certain like people like influence whether it's like a mentor or just like a close friend or whatever like I've had seasons of being like really close to certain people and specifically like mentors and there's like one in particular for like a certain time in my life that was like I don't think I would have made it through on, well I would have made it obviously but it would have been really a lot different without the, without this man so he um, he made a big difference to me and the, the way he um, was there yeah. for me just loving on me and always there always a phone call away like this guy would call me like daily just checking in like went way above and beyond than he had to but uh, i really feel like you know that was it couldn't have couldn't have been better timing for him to be in my life you know and so that thank god crazy. we'll bring people like when we need them and, yeah um like just like support that we need and and whatever it is you know because that i mean <clears throat> that was kind of like in uh in the fires of hell with uh work and yeah. with relationships just like and so with much change and transition and like it was that's actually right that was right before we started this podcast. Like remember we, mm, we kind of, right. we talked about like, dude, like that's how this podcast started was like, we both felt like unequipped to do what we were doing. And like, well, you know, there's gotta be more people that feel this way, you know? And so, yeah, that was like right after all that. So yeah, hard time in life, but, um, his name was Greg and he was just extremely helpful. So shout out to Greg, shout out to Greg. 
He's the homie. <laughs> we boy. actually talked uh, last week. We were just catching up. It was That's great. Cool. Yeah, he's cool. Awesome, man. Well, I don't have any further thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I don't think we'll ever be able to wrap our heads fully around God's timing, but um, I mean, I, I think that the, my main takeaway is like, trust it. You know, I, th- I think, again, for me, it's more like uh, that saying didn't really have weight to me before. And now I think I understand at least more than I did yeah, before. There, uh, there's recently, there's been um, like this, like these lyrics stuck in my head, but it's been uh, all my life. He's been faithful. Um, what is the word? Oh, it's a, it, actually, no, I don't think it's a, it's a quote. He says all my life. He's been faithful. Like, why would he stop now? Like, mm. I heard that somewhere and it's been like stuck in my mind. Like, all my life, God has been faithful. Like, why would he stop now? And so I think you're remembering that, like, and I think that relates a lot to timing, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, anything we need to close with, we've got merch. We'll have some exciting other announcements soon. We're working on things slowly, but surely. Um, anything else? That's it, man. Okay. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Share it with someone else if they're struggling with God's timing. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next one. All right. Peace.